Ooh, these monitors are very, very uh, serious. Robust. Remember, yes, robust. Remember when we used to hear our voices and the audio sounded better? I we do should go back that. to that again. Do you remember that? I, I that. have the setup for us to do that, and but I don't have long enough headphones to provide for everybody uh, and then you guys never bring all your headphones that's true i mean we could bring our studio headphones i mean i guess i get in the habit of it it just would be weird if i was the only one wearing headphones yeah. everyone bring headphones yeah, yeah we'll know okay. whether it's weird or not because i am currently wearing headphones nice welcome to this episode of sizable animal nutsacks yeah. yeah that one by the way is courtesy of jeff little our uh, our senior now retired correspondent. senior correspondent. <laughs> it's it's also courtesy of the sadly absent for this podcast, Bowie. That's who right. Has, now, who also has a giant animal nutsack. Did you moment. guys see the picture of the I nutsacks? Did. I did see the nah, picture of your dog's that testicles that you texted to me. So thank you but for that. But it's Armin. such a hairy mess. The whole dog body is that it's just all I see is chaotic hair and then two isolated balls in the middle of it there. And yeah. like, I assume that those are balls mm-hmm. that, is that are exactly attached what to are. a dog. That yeah, is exactly yeah, yeah. What it are. looks like someone. It was like excavating, and then it's like, come here, we found something. You know, at the beginning of <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, when they run into Harry and then put him on the car, but we never get a good look at the whole uh, Sasquatch there. We just see kind of fuzzy body parts that are kind of ambiguous, and then out of some out of nowhere, a foot pops out. That's the same with those balls. It looks like a bird's eye view of two tiny Jason Alexanders, just two kind old. of fuzzy orbs just covered in hair. You guys like, are only... You guys are only talking this much trash about Bowie's balls because he's not here to defend them. Exactly. That's, that's right. exactly what happened. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We might be talking more shit if Bowie was here, though. <laughs> the old true. god <laughs> that lives within his nutsack would, would take umbrage to your, to your comments. Uh, uh, the gods of his ancestors live there. Don't cut them off or they will punish you with curses. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looked like... Uh, remember the, the principal from Back to the Future? How he had that? He was that bald-headed guy who was also in Masters of the Universe? It uh-huh. looks like two of him. Like He had a twin brother and he jumped into a swimming pool full of hair but it was just the tops of his head sticking out this that's what it looked like i'm putting a picture of the balls up as we speak oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so mm-hmm. people know so this everyone the second s- week in a row <laughs> that the podcast has but but you will also have a picture talk. picture of principal strickland from back to the future and the identical character he plays in masters, masters of, the of the universe so armin be able to source those two separate photos and understand even if they're close-ups, we're going to be able to tell the difference. We're very familiar with both films. Mm-hmm. His costuming is different. Only uh, slightly, but different. I'm not going to be able to tell. I'm pretty sure he wears a leather duster. Exactly. He, has a, he wears a leather duster. He's a yeah. cop. He's a tough, tough city cop, even though he's a cop of a small town. In, in Masters, Masters of the Masters Universe. Universe. <laughs> not to be confused with Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. Now, also not to be confused with Alt Principal Strickland in the Dark Biff Universe, where he's gun-toting and fucking, you know, been kicked out of the school. He kicks ass. He that's kicks my ass. favorite. That's my him. favorite one. Yeah. Let's that's get, my yeah, favorite. Let's get a picture of him up there with fucking shotgun. Fucking, I'm going to shoot your nuts off if you don't leave Marty McFly. You know, that one. That was Were they communicating? how the mm-hmm. entire world had gone to hell because Marty McFly's house had black people living in it. <laughs> that was basically, that was where we were in the 80s. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing had gone to hell. There goes so. the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there goes, man, this truly is the darkest timeline. <laughs> I mean, it's Laterally, like, you guys. Laterally. Um, yeah. So, what a time. I'm glad I missed all that. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, these were fun, you guys. Uh, I know I was five. It is. Uh, it's currently June second, and we have hit a really interesting, uh, to me at least, mm-hmm. anniversary. 
multiple anniversaries happening within the past couple weeks. So I'm going to start with. Did we get married? I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to start with Chase and I got married not long yes. ago. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> a year. I'm going to start with uh, June 1st, 2015. I moved to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, Boom. Whoa. Yep. I've been living in Austin, Texas for four years and one day at Holy this point. Holy crap. Yeah. That yeah makes it's kind of crazy, right? Moved uh, on the basis of rock solid job security. That's right. That's right. Speaking <laughs> he needed of rock, to introduce a little more stability into his life. <laughs> speaking of rock solid job security, fifty four weeks ago I got fired. Yes. <laughs> Damn. That's two weeks. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a year and two weeks. That's legit. I'm good at math. Legit. And yeah. also around the exact same time, almost about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first video on my YouTube channel came out, guys. Yeah. yeah. So we have three really big milestones that have happened in the past month. For sure. And in the and year... We've I don't know. All it sounds like you have three really big milestones. <laughs> and we've all become closer as friends. There we that go. Same That's our time. milestone. Yeah. That's right. We've the, all become better as people, too. Sort mm, of. That's subjective. The no. real gift is the friendships we made along the way. Yes. And I have fluctuated up and down more than <laughs> 600 pounds. Well, I do know that. I do <laughs> Cumulatively. <laughs> after, Cumulatively. After taking a look at the Armin versus the 300-pound CrossFitter video, I definitely realized that I am far slimmer than I was then, and Armin is not. No. Yeah, Armin's much thicker, but not necessarily in a bad yes, way. Yes, you were yes, yes. a, thick, a thicker boy than you were in You're that. healthy. You're vigorous. Yes. I, I've, I've put on the weight, almost exactly the weight. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lost <laughs> approximately 15 pounds since that video. And I've gained a little over 15 pounds since there we that go. video. Nice. There we go. Yeah, it's great. I think uh, I think Imagine that's imagine if if that video if we'd done that video back then but like 7 style, I'd cut all that weight, 15 pounds of weight off my love handles and handed it to you on a scale. Yeah. And I was like, "Armin, you, this is going to be part of your body a year from now, all of this weight." What would you say to that? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that one scene in Seven. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about in Seven. Yeah. He cuts, cuts the fat off his love handles. In the, 15 pounds. In that the, happens? Oh, yeah. yeah it <laughs> happens off screen, though. In hmm. the Dark Biff timeline, that's actually how we recorded the 300-pound CrossFitter video. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. That timeline, yeah. things got really weird. Yeah, you got to repost that 300-pound CrossFitter video. I, the I, people demand it. I was thinking about that, actually, uh, yesterday while I was spent all day sitting on set for this commercial <clears> and did absolutely nothing. I was thinking to myself, man, this week would have been a really good week for me to resurface some of these <laughs> old videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such as Armin versus a 300 pound crossfitter. Yeah. And I may still do that. I'm not going to make any promises, but, but I mean, next week's just as good. That's honestly. right. Every week nothing is just as changed. good because nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> everything is. You didn't the same. have most of your fans then. Just start running everything uh, from your YouTube channel. Uh, in order, like it started initially, and then no one will know the difference. Yeah, like like Except the Simpsons TV channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just do my own version Holy of that. Shit, man! Mm-hmm. I had a dream about Simpsons last night. Yeah, no shit, really. I have I have no idea. Was it about March? <laughs> was it Was it sexy time with March? <laughs> it was not sexy time. Are with you March. sure though? Uh, don't you wish it was? I was hanging out with Bart, and then I went to go see the Simpsons movie with Bart. Oh shit! But like. Well, in the dream, it was like five seconds, but it felt like it'd been like an hour into the movie, uh-huh. and uh, the people on the screen started melting. 
Uh, and, but they were talking in a way that I couldn't understand. And I just remember watching them all melt on screen. And then I looked over at Bart and he was melting too. And yeah. then I woke out, like woke up out of like just panic. screaming <laughs> and just a nightmare of yellow crayons melting all <laughs> yeah, around man, you. It was really, really <laughs> this dream is trying to tell you to grow up from childish things like the Simpsons, which are melting away before <laughs> you. It's been such sort of stability, emotional stability in your life. Yeah. But there's a sign you need to move on to the next phase. That's true. The Simpsons, because what do the Simpsons represent? Point. The Simpsons represent, uh, you know, continuity, consistency, uh, stability. There since before I was born. There since before you were born. It's just, it'll never be canceled. The idea is it will go on forever and then you're watching it crumble around I, you. The hmm. three-eyed raven is telling you something. I think I think it had more to do with, I was uh, reading a Reddit strand about from Ask Reddit about how, <laughs> do have has there ever been any recorded, uh, um, what is it called? Recorded feats of chimpanzees, orangutans, or gorillas breaking out of their enclosures no. at zoos. And uh, <laughs> apparently, because I stay up at night worried about this, dude. I I went on down this hey, down this feed. Did you hear sound outside? It's a fucking orangutan, <laughs> dude. I went I went down this feed, and it turns out orangutans, according to Reddit, their body temperature is hot enough that they can melt some of the bolts that hold them in their enclosure. That we, we, that's that's physically impossible. It was, it, was a cer- it was a yeah. certain type of bolt. Yeah, it was like plastic lock. bolts? Yeah, yeah, it was like Loctite or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so, so some, some goo or glue or something? So, so I had the yeah. vision of stuff melting mm. and red bodies because of orangutans. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen an orangutan? Have you ever seen an orangutan just freeze? Their vision is based on movement. But the, uh, that just gave me an idea for a great Magic: The Gathering character, a fire tang, uh, and a fire tang is a orangutan that has fire powers. That you know, it's like a sick. fire monkey. I'd play that card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Chase would play that card too. Yeah. yeah, he'd lose after playing it though. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, so whoever can create the first fan art of a fire tang, we'll put it on a T-shirt and it'll be available at Arm and Hammer TV dot store. We'll I don't know where these things are. <laughs> Dot store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's there's been um, there's been some fitness stuff that has happened, I guess. Not really, but not really. Like this weekend, lots of trademark sanctionals have uh, have occurred <laughs> over the course of the last yeah. Last well, few weeks. two of them are going on right now. Whack. Mm-hmm. Lowlands in Netherlands and Granite Games. Yeah. And also the Netherlands and <laughs> Granite Games is also in the Netherlands, yeah. Yeah. In Minnesota, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, some people are competing at those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something. I, I mean. Well, did you hear, Armin, that like apparently next year there's going to be like there's going to be a sanctional to cover almost every oh, weekend. Right, no, that, I that's, did that's, hear that's that. That's news. That's news. Is I the, did hear the, that. The yeah. CrossFit's announcement of the 2020 I, sanctional season with all 28. So now, now, and I just remember when Cliff said that out loud, my first thought was I, he was sitting exactly where he is now. And I was walking into the room. He says, next season, there's going to be 28 sanctionals. I said, because fuck you, Armin. <laughs> 28. Yeah, yeah 28 <laughs> sanctionals. So mm-hmm. uh, You don't need to sleep, dog. No, there's yeah. going to be 28 sanctionals in the 2020 mm-hmm. season. There's going to be about a sanctional every other week or so uh, starting in November and going all the way to the first week of July. Yep. Fuck so yeah, that's news about, year round, motherfucker. We're yeah. talking about an eight-month-long season across 21 countries. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a lot going on in our sport, and it's easy to miss for things to slip through the cracks. So That's you're gonna probably going to want to subscribe to Army Chase Hammer 504 <laughs> for all the updates. <laughs> no. if, if you if you tune into my channel, you'll have no... No updates? No updates. Uh, the only thing you'll know is that I do I do these competitions occasionally. 
and that's it. Yes. <laughs> Chase is like uh, Chase's channel is like, I got this fucking free weight vest, guys. Check it out. Sick. <laughs> I'm so fit. I wear weight vests in workouts. Ch- Chase posts a video. Top five things. Top five tips for getting updates about the CrossFit Games. Number one, follow Team Richie. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to Morning Chalk Up. Number three, follow the CrossFit Games Instagram. Oh, oh shit. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, wait. That's that's Hurtful. four and five gone. What else? What else? What else? What else? Who could possibly be in Cheese and uh, crackers, you guys. We're going to have to call this video early. Elite. <laughs> pay, pay $30 a month for Flow Elite. That would be my first vote. There it is. Man. Yeah. That's pretty whack. And Arm and Hammer TV almost made number five. <laughs> almost. That would be in the honor- honorable mentions. Honorable yeah. mentions. And a close number seven, mm-hmm. Arm and Hammer TV. <laughs> Follow yes. the naked CrossFitter. Yeah. So, uh, you know... This is going to be a really interesting and long season uh, that's going to involve a lot of motherfucking work across a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. And they haven't changed the format of the games, at least in terms of the qualifying. We we have no idea what Mm -hmm. the actual games are going to look like, but but they haven't changed the qualifying format of the games for uh, for the 2020 season. So the open, the still still the national champions and the top uh, worldwide scores are going to make it. Hmm. And still, the sanctionals are mostly going to be sending individuals and teams. Some of them are, are individual only. Like Rich has his own sanctional that's yeah, individual that. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's happening in January. But uh, predictions for the Cookville Classic? Uh, is it, what is it called? The May? I think it's calling the Mayhem, Mayhem Classic. Classic yeah, Mayhem invita- Invitational or something. Uh, my prediction is. Pain. Pain. That's right. My prediction is shotguns and propane cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky. Obstacle yeah. course race through the woods, and the person who wins is everyone, the last obstacle is everyone has to pick up a rifle and just start firing at this one propane can. And if you blow up the propane can, you get another propane can to take home with you. I know what it is. It's sliding down that slip and slide onto that pond while holding a shotgun. Trying <laughs> to shoot firing it. at propane firing cans that are being launched can. into the air like fucking Over clay pigeons. Exactly. I wonder uh-huh. how many folks are actually going to take into the uh, into the mayhem competition. Like how many people get to compete at it? Uh, he's using the open as the qualifier, and I'm guessing he's going to do it mostly as an invitational. Yeah. So you just pick. He picks and chooses. Yeah. I don't. I don't see why he would want to uh, open it up to the public. Yeah. There's well, no I mean, reason. If they for just him. wanted to print money. Basically. Oh, he's going to print money anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you were just like, it's $500 to do the qualifier, there'd be a good chunk of people that are just like, I want to go to Mayhem, and they're going to pay for it. The thing mm-hmm. is, Rich's Mayhem is, at this point, transitioning from, like, sort Male of... female. <laughs> a a a internal brand of CrossFitters and CrossFitters who love Rich into an actual real brand yeah. that has legs... And a future, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Rich is very aware of that, of like the potential that mm-hmm. Mayhem has, mm-hmm. and being able to grow it into something real. His fucking YouTube channel is badass. His YouTube channel is great. His Plus, all of his bones are fusing into one bone. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, well, that's going to be a real problem. True. Yeah, all of his bones. It's unfortunately there's the amount of work and five workouts a day for ten years, yeah. and all of your bones will become yeah. one bone. That's you what know, happens. <laughs> You're basically a crispy cookie at that. It point. was part of the. It was part of the deal he made with the devil to <laughs> yes, stay so right. young looking and ripped <laughs> for his entire life. Basically, <laughs> you see where he's getting the DNA of his his wife and children. 
turned into tattoo juice. Yes, I have seen that. Wait, what? You know who first did that? Uh, Bridges first did that. Hold on. Wait, he's huh? putting their blood into tattoo ink or something? Yeah, yeah. so they take, they take... Isn't that like a biohazard? No, they take the DNA. <laughs> it's like... They're taking spit. He doesn't know where that they baby's take, been. They take like the... Swab. I think they take like a swab, swab for the DNA sample and then they like spin it and like, you know, clean it and then put it into into a uh, tattoo ink and then and then put it in your eyeball i think is, is the only place is that the, that is, the, is the intention go. that if you are killed and your family is not only killed but vaporized in a nuclear blast that possibly they could all be cloned from the dna present in the tattoo ink on you is that the idea yes no <laughs> yeah, I believe not? that's the idea. <laughs> I think that's the idea. It's like a it's like a time capsule for the your idea entire is, bloodline. Uh, so you guys saw Godzilla. <laughs> we did. Yeah. What? Fuck yeah, we saw Godzilla. Ta- you see Godzilla? Talk no. to me about Godzilla while I fix the frame on the on the camera. Okay. Okay. Um uh, oh did did I move out of frame? Yeah, you moved way the fuck out of frame. Oh shit. No, 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 don't move now. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Armin. Armin, you don't need that much negative space next to you there. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Gotta kill that negative space, Armin. That's composition one yeah. uh-huh. uh-huh. All right. Uh, Godzilla. Godzilla was a very mixed bag. Uh, I though I that being I, said, I, I, my hypothesis uh, was done by two directors. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I, no, really? That, that really is a thing. I mean, that it. You see that night and day difference with that movie between all of the. A lot of the action sequences, a lot of the big CJ monster sequences, which are really cool and well-conceived and actually make me want to go back and endure the entire movie again just to see these awesome monster fighting each other sequences, which are like legitimately exciting and cool. And then there's every other scene that isn't monsters and CGI, which is anything with actors in rooms and cameras shooting real things are so aggressively... <laughs> incompetently handled <laughs> that uh it's, it's almost, almost like D. it's all it's, it's it's legitimately confusing it's it's like it's 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 like this confusing whiplash of a thing where you and and the only thing and this is i had this thought was emerging over the course of the film and cliff said the same thing when we got out is just that you know with a lot of hollywood films if you don't know they they bring in these indie directors or comedy directors to work with the actors and do the scenes and then they have second unit directors special effects supervisors who basically direct the action and so they and even famously when they were bringing in some uh, some female, I forget which director it was to 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 talk for the uh, to audition for the Captain Marvel directing gig. Ah, she said yeah. that they said in the meeting, like, "Oh, don't worry about any of the action sequences. Our people will handle that. You're just here to do this." And she thought that was very condescending and and didn't take the job anyway. Uh, hmm. So that's how that works. So you can feel that. And so Fucking it's, patriarchy. It's this, it, so there's two movies mm-hmm. if you will go see Godzilla. Who wears the pants in this relationship? That's right. <laughs> there's two movies if you go see Godzilla. I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend all the parts with the monsters because legitimately they do something weird, which is they manage to make you kind of take seriously the idea that you care about how, who these monsters are. And sorry, you care about who wins these fights and you think that the bad monsters are legitimately menacing but everything else in the movie is quite tough to get through well it's like everything else that was shot with actors and cameras was not designed to be seen as is (laughs) it's like for example there's a chinese actress and designed to be observed by chinese audiences there to be all the all the dialogue was was shot was (laughs) shot to be dubbed It's like there's a Chinese actress in it who's there for the Chinese audience. 
Not one of her line deliveries, all in English, not one of her line deliveries actually works as a line delivery that functions in the English language movie we are now observing. And keep keep in mind, and this is this is also legendary, right? And isn't aren't they owned by a Chinese company? I might be getting this wrong. Something now at this like point. that. Something but basically, like that. it really did feel like. And this is the thing. On a here's this is when the this is when the Chinese thing starts to get weird. And this is just purely speculation, but. On paper, if you were to block out the story, there are some interesting plot twists and some interest, some legitimately interesting plot twists and character concepts going on in the central character conflict in Godzilla. It's pretty cool. But then on a scene-by-scene scene level, on a scene, just really on a scene-by-scene, moment-by-moment, beat-by-beat, line-of-dialogue-by-line-of-dialogue level, things are so aggressively on cliché. Like, this is that moment where the guy sacrifices himself and they say there must be some other way and then he's like, no, it has to be me. I was like, okay, cool. But quite literally, it's, I'll go. Chinese actress leans into frame, but there must be some other way. And then to which he then says, there's no time for debate. Like, the entire film, that's those are the actual lines of dialogue from the film. The entire film is so aggressively on cliche, it was hard to figure out why. And now as Cliff's saying it, it's occurring to me. I really think... And this was a complaint with cer- certain films that didn't do well in China that they didn't translate well for the subtitles. I legitimately think there was a dumbing down pass or a you know a, a preparing for Chinese subtitles pass to keep everything as simple and literal as possible and as elementary as possible so that it could be easily interpretable by a Chinese audience. Chinese plus slash foreign audience. Well, I think this audience. movie is being shot for the foreign box office, not the domestic box office. And so, yeah, every line in this movie is so simple and takes so much unnecessary amount of time that, yeah, everything was designed for another language to dub over something and maybe even change the dialogue into something more culturally appropriate as the blank slate that is the uh, dialogue scene. And there were even moments when, like, Cliff and I were turning to each other and just uh, talking afterwards, like, are they trying to go for, like, some sort of high camp affectation that were just... But they're just not pulling it off. Like, were they trying to say, "Oh, we're going to make the dialogue similar to that of a '60s, you know, Godzilla movie," but then they're just not pulling off the campy tone, and so it feels weird. It's one of those that it's and yeah, so just go see. I still recommend seeing the movie. See it. The, the the monster action is legitimately cool, and the monster action legitimately seems to take up what felt like half the runtime of the movie. So there's a lot of monster. It didn't action feel now. like enough of half of the runtime. <laughs> there there are times to go to the restroom, and the times to go to the restroom when you sense people are starting to talk and <laughs> and it's probably going to be a little bit of talking before monster action happens bathroom time now yeah mm-hmm. you know I, uh, I this is the third movie that i am very aware of as being specifically shot for the chinese and or foreign audiences the first mm-hmm. being the tom cruise mummy debacle yep. mm-hmm. which was garbage got awful well i think a big even a big part of that even after was people talking about how a lot of like the couple of plot was too complicated for 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 chinese yeah. it was like every every part of that stuff. movie was built to be voiceovered yeah like yeah, they, yeah. they had voiceovers explaining everything oh that's so that right that was the thing yep. with that one i'm sorry i got that wrong uh yeah. and then the other one that i watched recently was another legendary pictures movie which was uh 
Jason Statham in the Meg, uh, which was <laughs> exactly what you described. There's, yeah. there's. Uh, oh, I was watching well, it over someone's like shoulder. Chinese, I was watching co-production, right? I was watching it on an airplane over someone's shoulder, and I was That's legitimately I like watching all the scenes where like a Chinese lady is speaking to a Chinese child with English subtitles, and I was just like, and it was like, oh, there's another scene. There's another scene with just Chinese people speaking Chinese. Oh, there's another scene with just Chinese people speaking Chinese. Yeah, like I don't remember that from the trailer. Anyway, yeah, there's, uh, there's one unintentionally funny moment that works with uh, I think what is Zhang Zimu or no, not not Zhang Zimu. It's like what was the actress's name who's Zhang it from Zhang Zi Zhang Zi Zhang from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's the uh, she's the actress in it. What was there's, her actually her first name is different. Let me yeah. get it. But there's one funny uh, unintentionally funny thing where some evil character does a bad thing. And then it turns to 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 the Chinese actress and she says, "That's bitch." And because she clearly doesn't know what the word "bitch" means and had to learn it phonetically, but she like gives a lot of umph to it, it just comes across as funny, and the audience <laughs> laughed. And so it's like unintentionally they got a good comedic beat out of her, which they even just play it up as a little comedic beat. There, it's like great that unintentionally works and that's the only thing that works with this character being in this movie so. yeah <laughs> nothing like laughing at a foreigner mispronouncing and or not understanding the words that they're saying to really lean into being an american watching a movie these days mm-hmm. oh yeah it's like well jesus she doesn't what are the, 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 the what's funny though is that we now live in this uh uh we now live in this world where i think that potentially the studio is more concerned with uh more concerned with making the uh the american actors palatable to chinese audiences than they are concerned making the Chinese Me, elements palatable to American I mean, audience. this is like even yeah, more so, I'm curious to see the breakdown, but even with Avengers Endgame, it was like less than 30% was domestic box office. It was like 29% to 71%, you know, domestic foreign. You know, it might be even more lopsided in mm-hmm. this direction and, here. But also you remember all those scenes in Endgame with where they had just awkward Chinese actors who didn't understand their <laughs> lines talking at us uh, in scenes that didn't serve any purpose. Remember all those scenes? Now, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, previous Marvel films have shot additional materials for Chinese audiences. Famously, there's like a whole thread in one of the Iron Man movies. I or think. Age of Ultron. Or yeah, one, yeah, Age of Ultron that involves like some Chinese actors for Chinese audiences, etc. Huh. But you know what is not present in any of the Marvel films? Just awkwardly stuffed in Chinese actors like in Legendary Pictures, Kong Skull, Skull Island. Or now this new Wait, Godzilla a Chinese film. character in, in Skull Island? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have a Skull, I, I Skull, so, sorry, Skull Island's awful. We actually talked about this on the podcast. Oh, it's, it's yeah. the same yeah. company, Way same thing, yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing, same but universe. There's literally, a ch- that whole film is just chaos because it's clearly like it wasn't working and it's all chopped to pieces. So very little makes sense in that movie. But one of the things that makes the least sense is a clearly principal actor who's standing arrayed with all the other characters as if they're a lead in the film who is a Chinese woman who I'm who never gets an introduction and then like kind of off and on just participates in scenes as if she's a lead in the film and then either disappears or something I don't know but she's just sort of there clearly doesn't speak English and everyone and it's just it's like you just want to point at the screen and say address that where did the Chinese woman come from (laughs) Why is she in this film? Like, have I been drinking that much? Yes, yes is the answer. Uh, Interesting. Chase, Chase just got my attention and wanted to show me something about apes on Reddit. So, oh, so please before before we before listen, we cut real quick. Listen, man, I I found the thing about uh. the orangutans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't Ask Reddit. It was today I learned, and it was today I learned mm. apes can learn sign language and can communicate with humans. However, 
apes are not capable of asking questions. They do not attempt to gain knowledge from others by asking questions. They do not seem to realize that others may have information they do not have. <laughs> That's theory see, of mind. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And that yeah. led into a discussion of people being like, Yo, do you think if we showed apes how to use a screwdriver, they could escape from <laughs> their enclosures? <laughs> and someone was just like, "Yo, there's there's footage of orangutans, uh, un like using a screwdriver, not using a screwdriver uh-huh. to untighten bolts, M25 nuts with their bare hands. Uh, right? So they're just so strong. See, that they makes can do sense it. that they're oh, strong shit. enough yeah, to yeah. undo And bolts. then someone yeah, goes, yeah. "Red thread lock." It is then. And then this guy goes, their body temperature is so high that th- Threadlock turns into goo if they touch them. <laughs> I, be- I just believed that. I was just uh, like, holy shit. But Radiant Fire Monkey, I think, is still a good magic <laughs> character. I think that so, we should definitely uh, include that in some way. That's the line of thought that that came from. Yeah. How rad would that be, though? Just touch shit and it melts. Yeah. That's a pretty cool talisman ability. How would we have ever have captured them if that was the case, Chase? Everybody would be dickless, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be running around <laughs> snatching off dicks until one of them was president. The first <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait. Donald Trump's pretty red dog. The oh, first time <laughs> what if Donald Trump is a dick snatching orangutan? <laughs> the first time you pull like you try and just melt your own <laughs> dick off, you're like, ah, oh, that's the start of your evil origin story. <laughs> I must melt other people's dicks. <laughs> then you create some sort of like crazy VR into the real world headset that allows you to grab everybody's dick at the, at the same, same time. time. <laughs> it's like Cerebus. Congo 2 weenie roast. Weenie God roast. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Dicks. Yep. All, the, all this a- dicks. Yep. All this ape to ape sign language talk can't be mentioned without another shout out to Congo. Congo. Congo rules. It's mm. awesome. I don't know it's what awesome that is. No, the movie? We, we've talked about it yeah, before. Yeah. Movie. Uh, it's a Michael Crichton book adapted into a big movie post uh, at Jurassic Park in the 90s. I was wondering like the gorilla was, the gorillas, was hunting them yes. down or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or no, the evil gorillas were hunting them down and the good gorilla did sign language and had a cybernetic thing where it did the signs but then a human voice came out. In, in the, bo- in the, in the yeah. book, the gorilla just spoke sign language but in the movie, they're like, people are going to fucking put up with that shit. <laughs> so they gave the gorilla like a power glove so that when the gorilla does sign language, like a human Human voice comes out. Was of it the a gorilla. good human voice? Or yeah, it was, it, was a li- it was a little girl female voice because it, because it was a, because dog. it was a young uh, female young gorilla. female gorilla. Oh, uh-huh. named well, Amy. Named Amy with yes. a female voice. Oh, terrifying. so that's how Amy Schumer's career started. Exactly. Yeah. That was her first Ooh. role. That sounds too original. Boom! Uh, roasted. <laughs> roasted. Sing. Uh, but all I remember from that movie is that Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters fame plays a like game warden type guy and he with an accent an ambiguous weird accent ambiguous african accents something and then someone whispers something to they're trying to get the the amy the gorilla onto a plane and so they have to sedate the gorilla and so he offers the gorilla a banana and then someone expresses concern and he goes yes i gave the gorilla the banana with the dope inside and I have said that to myself <laughs> once a day, every day for the last twenty years. Wow. I gave the gorilla the banana with the dope inside, <laughs> and I don't know why. But in classic Tom Segura fashion, it's just one of those auditory hooks that has just been in my brain for twenty years, and wow. I don't know why, but I can't stop. I gave her the banana with the dope inside. Oh God, 
I feel like we've been cursed now. <laughs> now you have to watch Congo, listen to that one line, which honestly might be an entirely different line because <laughs> Vi- I haven't watched Congo in 20 years, so it could have been some internal game of telephone that's happened, and maybe Ernie Hudson even is, isn't even in that movie, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he is, and I'm pretty sure he drugs Sorry. a banana, and I'm pretty sure he says... Dope inside. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, shit! And we have to watch it just just yes. to find out now. Dope inside. So, um, I don't know what to transition to. Have you guys have you guys watched sentence. Chernobyl? Not, not yet. yet. I want to though. I just I li- started it, and holy yeah, shit, yeah. man! I've been actually following weirdly that show because one of the podcasts I do listen to is the writer and co-creator or something of that show. Craig Mazin is one of the main writers on that show, who is a writer. He co-hosts uh, with John August a screenwriting podcast called um, Script Notes, which is a very popular screenwriting podcast. John August, who wrote a bunch of like Big Fish and a bunch of shit, and so he's been talking about the pre-pro on that show forever, and now it's I need to watch it, but have not. Yeah, so. it's really good. It's yeah. It's suspenseful, yeah. it's terrifying, yeah. and uh, it makes me worried about everything in my day-to-day life. <laughs> like, I now step away from the microwave. Yes. I mm. smell my water. I, t- I was telling you, I smell my water before I drink it, if it's coming from a different source <laughs> than usual. You always check out the blinds, make sure there's no chimps or orangutans coming to get you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's just common sense, <laughs> That's man. common sense. But I didn't need, don't I didn't keep need bananas the, to tell me Don't that. keep bananas in the house. Mm-hmm. But Unless, yeah, but if you do keep bananas in the house, put dope inside. It's it's scary because you, you realize that it Dope was uh, it's a real situation. <laughs> yeah. Chernobyl really happened. Yes, Chernobyl, it and was it, real. That's hor- it, it's 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 staggeringly horrible when you hear about like just throwing human suffering at it and just cement and just people being melted by radiation. Yeah, really terrible stuff. Yeah, but it's also like there's so many things in our day to day life now that we could easily that could easily be a Chernobyl. We just mm. aren't. We don't have the the foresight for it, right? Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. the people there were just like, these reactors don't fuck up like that. There's yeah, no yeah. way. It's like, man, cell phones don't cause cancer like <laughs> that. It's like, mm. oh, wow. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fairness, though, you know, the Soviet Union cut a bunch of corners uh, oh. with Chernobyl. I'm actually curious to watch because I'd like to, I'd like to find out more. But I actually read a whole article at one point years ago where they talked about the difference between American reactors, like the one at Three Mile Island which even when everything could have possibly gone wrong at Three Mile Island, they fucked up everything. Like there were so many fail safes that it's a, a disaster was avoided versus Chernobyl where they were like, whatever you do, don't just put a bunch of radioactive rods in a cement box underground because it would just melt. Well, and like, they're like, fuck that. We're the Soviet Union. We can do whatever we want. Well, so I learned about it in chemistry class yeah, yeah. in high school where he explained it. And I understood it at the time, but something about have a, having a graphite core nuclear reactor, which mm-hmm. is what the Chernobyl one was, yes. which none of the American ones were. So yeah, it can't have a there, similar disaster. There's, there seemed to be a lot of big dick swinging energy yeah, over yeah, yeah. over there, and it was just like, well, yeah, I mean, fuck it, we want the most powerful one, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's definitely no way this goes wrong because yeah. I have a big dick. Because the idea of something melting like like the fucking world is just that hasn't happened before, so that surely <laughs> don't not something we need to be concerned about now. I'm telling you, man, nuclear is making a comeback. Yeah. A whole new generation of nuclear reactors are going to be on every neighborhood corner. You can have one in your house, maybe. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Is it is it scary? Is it yeah gross? It's, yeah, it's like it's is like it gross a, stuff. Mm, I wouldn't say it's like gross. I mean, there's some gross shit in it, but like the the way it's uh, told and uh, whatever the way it, everything unfolds is very like a horror movie. It's just like oh, oh shit, fuck. oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> is it like accurate? Historically accurate? I don't know. 
because you know I believe that ring of things can melt Loctite with their fingers. So I'm not the person <laughs> to ask if it's accurate because I haven't watched it. But yeah. it's uh, it's believable to me, dog. Word. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'll add Let's to the all list. watch and we'll discuss next week. Now that we're well, is it a mini series? Yeah. Yeah. It's like four episodes or something. Yeah, I'm on know. episode two. Okay. I think I don't know how many is total. Five. I have no idea how, how many episodes there so are. Maybe it's like six or something. I, I think know. there's probably six. Who knows what the fuck's going Let's on. Let's all here. just say random numbers. Nine, forty-three, four, ten, twelve. Three dog. Word. word so word. Chase invited me to work out with him and Oh yeah. The uh, team. Sounds awful. Yeah, because you're com- you you weren't complaining, but you're like, Man, I wish that I had people in the gym that uh, texted me about working out and seemed excited <laughs> about stuff and I was like, Well fuck, dude, I could be that guy. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, very true, actually. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a sad puppy. And it sounds Chase exactly like something me. Armin would say. Chase texted me and he was like, Hey, you should come work out with us. Look at this workout that we're gonna do. And it was it was cool. It's like deadlifts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice to be invited, workout. is what you're yeah. saying. It was it was sumo deadlift percentage work. Mm-hmm. Um and then it was a really uh fucked up version of Grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it started heavy. And it got a little bit lighter, and then it got even lighter still for the last 10 reps. What yeah. was the rep scheme and loading? 10 clean and jerks at 225. Ooh. All 10 right. clean and jerks at 185. 10 oh. clean and jerks at 135. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Here's the difference in fitness between myself and Chase, mm. in case we yeah. needed to quantify this any more than necessary. <laughs> That's appealing to me, because that would be just a reason to do it slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I if scaled exactly the workout from... 225, 185, 135 to mm-hmm. 205, 175, 135. I scaled down to those weights mm-hmm. yep. and was a minute slower than Chase was. <laughs> okay. And Chase did the 225, 185, 135. Well, that's because Chase is still on an, an upswing in his life. In that's fitness. right. That's right. Chase yeah. has not yet. You've already crested the hill. Yeah. You're, on, you're going down. Chase hasn't plateaued. You're dying already. That's, <laughs> yeah, now. Started the long, slow crawl. You saying yeah. it out loud makes me like frustrated that I didn't beat you by more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did I crack! I cracked myself so hard in the jaw with the one thirty-five pound oh, really? bar. Well, because you're pulling it and <laughs> and jerking it as if it's still one eighty-five or two twenty-five. Oh <laughs> yeah, like the first one out. You just yeah, my my yeah. second rep at one thirty-five, I I clocked myself so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, here, Armin, is some good news for you and for me too to keep you motivated. I was listening to a TED talk by the Born to Run guy, the guy who talks about how humans are born to run and they run all the time. McGonagall, McGonagall, some fucking Professor thing McGonagall like from Harry Professor Potter. Holy Holy one, one of those guys. He was a shapeshifter. Wait, let me but look it up talk- real quick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but he was talking about the uh, how uh, one's ability to run. Uh, you know, if someone starts running at nineteen, they'll hit their peak of running ability at twenty-seven usually and then they'll slowly drop off their ability after that until they uh, are back at the same spot they were at the age of 19 back at that same fitness and then but but he said the good news is that seems dark he says the good news is it takes them all the way to age 65 on average to get back down to your 19 year old running ability Mm -hmm. so if you keep at it Start out as a weak 19-year-old, you get to really fit 27-year-old, and then you hold on to that fitness as long as you can, and then by the time you're 65, you're exactly as weak as you were when this you were 19. This is still dark. That <laughs> yes, I know, but basically, but all. like you at 65 is just is just shirtless uh, college bro Armin from that one infamous photo, but with just if white you can hair have the instead. same body and strength <laughs> and mile time at 65 that you had fucking then before you started working out, yeah. I'd say it's a win. Yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> how 
exponentially uh, fast faster does that that downturn happen if you started at say I don't know like five with your training? Because <laughs> man, I then you're been, gonna go back down to five years old. I have been working out yeah. every day since I was like. Five, unless you're <laughs> unless you're a female gymnast, I think 27 appears to be the consensus year for peak fitness. That pretty much was it for That's me. It. It was like it 20, for me yeah, 20, 27 <laughs> was when I hit all my all-time PRs pretty much, and have just and and was at a much lower body weight than I am now. Since then, I'm weaker and fatter. I'm gonna blame the environment on yeah. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's too many, uh, too much CO2 in yeah. the atmosphere for me to be as fit as i was back then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that's the biggest problem here i don't i moved the mic away (laughs) while i said something (laughs) and then yawned into the mic (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's how boring this episode's been for you huh chase (laughs) i I have too much oxygen in my in my body right now i'm oxygenated well oh uh chase you'll be happy to hear the store and by the store i mean the convenience store next door to where i live where i I'm a frequent, frequent guest. Oh shit! Uh, they have just added cans of C4 to the store. Oh, oh that's, shit! Uh, that's because we uh, we just hooked up the whole distribution here in Austin. Nice. So that shit should be more Fuck prevalent. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm gonna get one after this podcast. We just for the heck one. of it. Just this for is, fun. Just reiterate: yes. I can't cut checks for C4, guys. This Listen. is a free read that you're doing right now. Listen, I figure <laughs> if I just keep doing it for long enough, you'll be forced. To sign the entire company over to me. Yeah, that's I how think that's works, how that works. Yeah. I think that's Once you can works. build a wall, yeah, out of C four cans, we have nope. no, we have nothing, no There's choice. Nothing we can do. What, what you need to do is get a, you need to make a viral video of you. Uh, it's like the one second a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for like a year, you just it's the one second a day of you like finishing and crushing a can of C four, yeah, really and cool, then actually. you make like a wall of C four, and then in the summer, slip and slide into it. And then with the shotgun <laughs> in Rich Froning's backyard. There we yeah. go. Now we're fucking talking here. Yes, yes. By yes, the way, yes. Chase, you, that that uh, one second a day, crushing it. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. You're welcome. I can't execute it now. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, very, yeah. you're very welcome. Yeah, that would be good. I, 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 I suggest you, you make ask Matt Fraser to do that so that you can have that and and have it with you forever and ever. Yeah. Imagine explaining. I, I'm going to have my own one second a day, but it's just going to be just me enjoying a cup of black coffee into the same mug. In the same spot as I do every morning. You would just as a probably make a life. lot of money just eventually doing that, doing that <laughs> yes. I think. Just like that one guy. You're just still obsessed with that guy who said Gucci Gang over and over Gucci again. Gang, Gucci I'm Gucci not Gucci obsessed Gucci with that guy at all. You're just super obsessed with that guy. You're like, what can I do? Very weirded out by that When's guy? Armin going to get mine? Yeah. The next video that's coming out on my channel, by the way, is going to be uh, Armin says Matt Fraser a million times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'd have to pay attention then. <laughs> 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 And with that, I think we're done for the day. Damn. Uh, that was uh, enough to close the episode. That was enough to close the episode. We did it. We did it, guys. We Hell made yeah, guys. We, we, we broke Armin. We yeah. inched our way to the to the finish line on this on this episode of Tangents and yeah. Randoms. Uh, let's it. get everyone's socials. Just collapsed like a sandbag at the 10-yard line and then was kicked several times <laughs> till the sandbag <laughs> slowly rolled over the goal line and we're done. I mean, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm at Mr. <laughs> Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I am at Cliff Bogart on the fattest Instagram account <laughs> on the internet. I'm at Chase504 on YouTube and Instagram. If you guys have any information on orangutans, being able to <laughs> being able to melt 
steel beams. If you guys know of any other orangutan-related threats to our lives that you want to inform us of, please, please let us know. We're trying message to at Chase Orangutan skin can't melt steel beams. You know that. You know that show Doomsday Preppers. We're Tang Preppers. We're prepping Doomsdang. for Tang. Doomsday Preppers. Doomsday Preppers. <laughs> I now I do want a instead of a guard dog a guard orangutan the bar- burglars will never expect it because all he basically has to do is run screaming at them with his <laughs> arms waving above his head and pretty much he'll take care of it. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I'm at a point that if I just walked in and saw That's an a orangutan, less lethal solution, yep. not in a cage, I would be tripped out. It could be doing nothing. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> You just yeah, saw yeah. the orangutan chilling in a cage. You're like, I think I picked the wrong house. Uh-huh. Who knows what's inside that? Fuck. You can find me uh. at Arm and Hammer TV, the uh. shell of a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Uh. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later. Later.